0: crazy, disruptive, explicit. We say it like it is. Real world sales and marketing, real stories from the road. Yeah, it's the real shit. This, this is the wreak Havoc Podcast. I just made a gurgle a noise, you. you hear that gurgle ch- noise? Yeah. I sound like a baby Wookie. I wonder if baby Wookie's cry. You ever wonder that? I don't. I never... I've actually
1: wondered about Wookiees zero times in my life.
0: I wonder about things in my life. I wonder about Wookiees. Mm-hmm. If I could do that, I probably would. I, I do it sometimes. It. If you're going to whisper something sweet in uh, mm-hmm. a lady's ear, don't do that. No, that's not a really You'll like a good him good voice. You'll freak them out. Especially if you're behind them. Me mm-hmm. will be like... like- and they're like, oh, yeah.
1: In the dark, and they <laughs> haven't let you in their house. You snuck in through a window or something, and then you do that. That's, well, they see that. That's creepy. It's for the record,
0: what... for the record, I did not sneak in through the window. Right. That's fairly loud. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I would use the dog door. <laughs> that listen, Wookie style. The way I look at it is that's an open invitation. It's an open door. Good point. Dog goes in Good and out. Point.
1: I think it just shows that you, I, you go after what you want. Yeah. Even if it, you know even law, if you law get in the way, you know what I learned a long time ago, energy.
0: there's a fine line between hopeless romantic and stalker.
1: Did you take ownership of that situation though? Did I take it? that <laughs> is a transition
0: into manhood uh,
1: that too And our topic today, which is taking ownership.
0: Oh that's a great segue that?
1: segue How it. did
0: you do that?
1: I listened I listened to the best for years. You're like a uh, I've podcast watched you wizard. All the time. Yeah. I just I've you pick hate up Harry stuff. Potter. You don't like Wookiees. I do not. Yeah. And you've never watched Game of Thrones. I've never watched any Harry Potters. I've never watched I will
0: excuse you from Harry Potter.
1: I've watched a portion of them. Uh okay. just because I was Fem- stuck say, in a room where it was on a, kind of deal. A portion or a potion? A potion. Oh. <laughs> is that a Harry ah! Potter joke? No, I just made of uh, that. Wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't partake in that stuff. Anything anything wizardly, mm-hmm. I don't really take part of. That's all
0: right. Well, there's some good stuff. There's some make believe land that I like to live in.
1: I live in make believe land all the time. Yeah. I just it doesn't include
0: wizards. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Maybe your land doesn't have wizards. Hmm. You take ownership of that. I will take ownership of my imaginary land. I like it. Yeah. So taking mm-hmm. ownership, I have a great story actually leading into taking ownership. So this is from like last week. So I coach, yeah, I coach upward football, Mm -hmm. right? And it's it's a faith-based like football. They do soccer and basketball and stuff. So, but it's like through the, one of the local churches and they actually do it nationwide. So I'm very active in my church. I'm real active in upward football, setting a great example. God loves you. The whole rigmarole, right? Mm -hmm. Well, as a coach, I'm a yeller, right? I'm an encourager at a very high decibel level that's how i like to think of it now if for let's say example so in upward football the center is an eligible receiver right just yeah, regular yep, right yep. so but you've got so you got 6 on 6 so i've got a center and i've got four receivers off to the right i call it heavy right and then the quarterback now the rule is you have to have three people on the line so receivers and the center counts right so i get <laughs> i get three penalties for my boys you're, all your guys weren't lined up, Coach, and I'm like, Whoa, whoa, hold on a second. There's five guys. You're telling me that two or three of the five weren't lined up, and nope. So like one time, I'm like, Guys, basic happens again. You guys, you cannot get this penalty, and I yell at him, and it happens a third time, and I come unglued, <laughs> and I am like yelling. I, I get them all in there, and I one of those. I wish they had face masks. Right. They don't. Because that's when you get the face mask. You get right in the grill. And I'm like, do you guys understand? I and I'm yelling and the veins are sticking out. And I'm like, do you guys mess this up? You practice? We will do burpees till someone throws up. Are we clear? And I'm like, rawr. And I look at these poor kids. You know how when you yell at your old? dog? These are uh, 11 and 12. 11 and 12. You know how when you when you like get after your dog for like maybe piddling on the floor? And you're like, what are you doing? Are you get you? And you're yelling at your dog. Right. And they're like, oh, I got no baby dad. That is the look I saw in the kids' faces. Yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, crap. I just turned into that coach. Yeah. And it it hurt. I, in the church league. In the church league. I already broke a clipboard a couple of games ago. So that yeah. was that became legend. Right. So church league legend. So I sent and it really, it really bothered me. Like the whole day I was just pissed off. And then your dog did that. Right. And so I was mad the whole day, and I couldn't figure out what it was. And I was like, dang it. I'm, I'm frustrated at the kids, but I'm mad at me because I screwed up. That's not the coach I want to be. I don't want five years from now to have those kids look back and go, oh, yeah, I remember when we played up where football. That was so fun. Yeah, Logan's dad. That guy's a yeller. What a jerk. That guy's crazy. Right? So I'm like, oh, man. So I sent an email to all the parents. I said, listen, I apologize for yelling. I let the emotion of the game get away and i take ownership of it it's not going to happen again
1: the end if i had to write an email yeah. for every time i yelled at people or kids on my football team or people that work for me or with me around me um, my laptop would run out of ink
0: that's a lot of ink
1: yeah i i would run out of emails that's i think i would just run out
0: would your would it just implode Mind, I don't know. There's like, gonna be a point where, it like just crossing runs out, the streams and empty. Ghostbusters, don't yeah, cross yeah. the streams.
1: Something because if I had to write a thing, I did. A, I a took
0: ownership rights. of it, and but you I, did. You took I, ownership. I talked to the kids about it, and that was my whole thing about coaching this league. It's it, football's fun, and this is cool. and I'm gonna teach you guys some stuff about football. That's not the goal. The goal is to teach you guys about life and what are the things about life that are important. Grit is important, and discipline is important, and obedience on doing what you're asked to do and following through on it. All that stuff's important. It's all running your route, man, in life. What's your route? Run it with passion. Don't run it half-assed. Run it because you're part of a team. You're part of a bigger picture. Get outside yourself and realize you're doing something on purpose. Go do it with, with passion. It doesn't matter what it is, right? Be a garbage man. Be a garbage man with passion be a teacher, teach with passion and take like what you're saying, take ownership of what you're doing and make it the best that you can do it.
1: Well, it goes to, I mean, another part we talk about in here, it's called just D Y J. it's a little abbreviation. We talk about all the time with some of my guys in, just in the business. Just D Y J dude, do your job. And, and it, it goes into sports, it goes into everything. Like yeah. it's all part of a team. We're all part of a society. We're all part of a community. I mean, I it, real simply today I did something that is again, we'll stick real topical. I was at, Albertsons two hours ago, Mm -hmm. I go to pick something up, ran to pick something up real quick as I'm running in. I just get frustrated and angry at people that leave shopping carts out in the middle of the the parking lot. they're
0: very busy
1: and they're very important. Apparently. The most important people in the world. Yeah. If they're that important, they they should probably have a private shopper that goes in. I let them in
0: when they cut in front of me. I let them in and I wave at them. Yep. Just oh let,
1: Let's us do everything for you So there you I go, pick sir. up two carts And I grab just because that was what was in front of me on my way in That were yeah. sitting loose in the parking lot And I just took them all the way in with me
0: Because you're going to walk I was picking up anyway.
1: one loaf of bread Go and get French bread I didn't need a cart, I took it in and I put both the carts aside And this lady looks at me And she's like, oh you didn't need those You know, just bringing carts in And I was like, yeah, I just don't appreciate Lazy ass people that won't <laughs> Put their fucking card away when oh, they come oh, in oh, the deal. Oh,
0: there it is. <laughs> first F-Bomb.
1: Where are we at? Uh, we I don't are know. at uh, I, I got to look we'll at it. Have to double check it. Yeah,
0: because I started it early from the uh, <sighs> minus. I'll have to do the math on it. About nine something. That's pretty good. Nine That's way late. longer than last first time. You fuck were like of the time. Yeah, yeah like, you were yeah. like four. You were like four something last time. You doubled your time. Getting so
1: professional now. You must be off. Are you sick? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit sick. And I have it. It's my first glass of wine. So oh. I think that's part of it. Well, you should probably. And I've said fuck so much in the this week just with work. I think maybe oh, I'm one, I'm just one of those completely weeks. F-bombed out at this yeah. point. But, yeah, so at this point I totally, I just, I was, you know, angry. And she's just like, good for you, good for you. And I was like, but it's it's amazing to me how people just, like, it doesn't matter if you're on a football team or if you're doing a job or mm-hmm. Or if you're the guy at the grocery store and you don't like, I mean, because nobody likes to run their car into a shopping cart, right? I don't. I don't. So I got to think they don't either. So why they would leave a cart in a parking spot? because they're that, lazy. Because they're lazy ass assholes. Because they won't walk ten or twenty more feet over to a shopping deal. You know, I mean, I'm even saying if you're if you're one of these people that even just puts it in the the flower bed. That one even annoys me. I get it. Like, you're kind of trying to keep it
0: from getting away, and yeah, it's not going to hit I, you know car. what car. I'm going to take some That's ownership. That's kind of a half douchebag move. I'll take some ownership. Yeah. I put my car at Costco in the flower bed. I know. I'm sorry. I can't do it. I need to apologize. I can't do it. The world, Here, I apologize to you. I'm going to do better from now on. Yeah. I appreciate that. I worked at Costco and did carts. And you still did it? hmm Well, I looked at it this way. I worked hard. I built some really good muscles in my arms. Not, yeah. from, not from doing other things, from doing carts. Right. right. And I lost like 15 pounds.
1: And you still did the douchebag thing. Of
0: no, the I'd, I'd like to think of it as I gave I gave a young man an opportunity for more of a right. workout. That's okay. how I want to view it. Okay. You're I'm taking man. ownership of my delusion.
1: I was at a grocery store with a gal one time who stuck a refrigerator, and I don't remember what the product was, but it was a refrigerated product.
0: Oh, it's back on a shelf.
1: On just a random shelf. Yeah. Had that and said... I said, this. I go, no, 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 no. I go, no, no, no. And she's like, there's somebody's job it is to go around. I go, it's not somebody's job to go around like it's fucking Easter and find <laughs> fucking refrigerated, you know, cheese that was sitting on a shelf. So, like, no, there's not. I'm like,
0: they have to throw it away. Yeah.
1: I didn't hang out with that gal much longer. I just was like, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to <laughs> hang out with people like that. I don't, I I don't want it. Like, the Easter egg, huh?
0: Yeah. You guys, let's go. Yeah, let's like see if somebody, we can find rotten
1: somebody at Fred Meyers loves nothing more than yeah. just walking up and down the aisle trying to find what some douchebag left a, a thing of eggs sitting in the loaf of bread aisle. So, I, don't,
0: I don't get it. This is the lesson for today. Don't be a lazy douchebag. Yeah, it's just, it's just, and it's, it goes back to the ownership thing,
1: right? So, I mean, first right. and foremost, right up front, I mean, let's, I want to give credit where credit's due. A lot of this comes from a book I read called Extreme Ownership that's by Jocko Willink and Leif B- uh, Babin. Babin, I'm probably screwing that up, but there's Navy SEALs that came out. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they, they, they're famous Navy SEALs and they actually wrote a book t- and now have started a company um, that where they go around and, consult with businesses about how their military experience can be brought in the business world. And and when I first started this book, I thought, there's no fucking way you're going to somehow tie in my day-to-day business, which nobody even comes close to dying in to something gonna, where people are actually like a sniping dying yeah like I mean they're talking about people like carrying bodies out kind of deal
0: that's extreme it's
1: amazing in this book I, and I promise you if anyone's listening and they want to go listen to this I think you'll 100% agree with me they do the most amazing job of taking really dire crazy war mm-hmm. stories and turning it into an actual plausible situation in the wow. business world Yeah, and it's great so I'm not going to totally rip off all of their their concepts here but not it's, totally it what, it's what about got my mind percent. thinking probably yeah, yeah enough, to, gonna, enough to stay legal I guess yeah. I'm not going to quote anything you gave him credit but I did give him credit I, I my big thing is like these are all thoughts that for me like hit home and prompted for me and made me think of it and it, you know like I said whether it be the the grocery store situation where you got somebody with a you know the shopping cart to legitimately real world business application stuff that I had where we were talking about you know People that just say they can't do stuff. You know, like they don't they just immediately shut down, right? They don't want to mm-hmm. do it. And it's like, nope, nope, don't have it, can't help you. And I, I kinda call it like the it's the it's the box store mentality, right? Mm. You go to a box store, somebody's making eight, nine, ten bucks an hour. I don't know what they make now, but it's like they don't care if you get the light bulbs you're looking for, right? You go to this count of the shelf and they're not there. They have every ability to go order them for you. Take you to their website and hopefully find something with their on the website that could be even delivered to your house. I mean, there's a lot of options that they have that they exactly, can work, work through, right?
0: But they don't get. But it.
1: They can yeah. stop right there and just say, "We don't have them." Have a good night.
0: Have a good night. Maybe sir.
1: Walmart has it, and they'll send you somewhere else. And they and I mean, that's the thing where I think that if if you really want to look at how we're gonna make. I mean we're gonna get a little deep here with the whole make a world a better place. That's Whoa. a pretty broad time
0: out, hold on. That's a big goal. I need to take a drink. Make the world a better place. Yeah. Pause. Yeah. <sighs> that's good. That's good stuff. The world just got better just now.
1: But if you're gonna do that, you can do it a little bit at a time. And maybe you're just the guy working at the lows that can help someone get light bulbs. Great. But you didn't just stop and throw, you know, say, No, nah, I can't I can't do it. No. So that's where I think that a lot of this comes to for me is just is, is it's amazing to me how many people if they just did their job and ask you to do other people's job just right do it just do your do job it
0: well but here's the thing so this is something that I have I'm and again I'm a teacher and a mentor and I get after my kids on this and any kid specifically kids because I think kids are, are moldable at this if I'm if I'm telling a grown man dude did you just walk past that piece of garbage it doesn't go over quite as well. Because they're like, yeah, I I did. I'm like, yeah, whatever. But my kids, I'm like, hey, if I hear you say in my house, that's not my job, you're going to regret saying that. It is not about it being your job. Make it part of what you do. It's bigger than a job. If you see garbage, pick it up and throw it away. If you see a cart out in a flower bed, put it away. It's, you're, it's, you're, it's incremental, the extra amount of energy that you're doing. But if if everybody were to do a little bit of that, when you talk about make the world a better place, it makes a huge That's how difference. you do it. But if you do it in the workplace, there is it pays off. And it's a little extra work. And guess what? You're not going to get paid anymore.
1: You have almost a zero per chance. chance. Let me try that again. You want to try Take two. And, and go. You have literally a zero chance of failing at those little tasks, right? You cannot fail at picking up an extra piece of garbage or putting a cart back away when you have, like you have, when you have that opportunity, there's no chance of you failing at doing it. It's that simple. And it's one thing that you can do hundred percent of the time that's going to work. You may, if you want to start a foundation, that's going to bring, uh, you know, fresh water to the kids in Kenya, mm-hmm. then you have, a, there, there's a high percentage that's not going to happen. You're not going to be able to, there's a lot of things that go into that, right? right. A lot of moving parts. There is literally almost zero little moving parts going into somebody picking up a piece of garbage, You're right? you moving
0: parts are right here. You move your hand. Down and pick, pick up the garbage. Yeah. That's it. Hold it. And then you deposit it in the trash receptacle.
1: And it's like everything else. If you just get in the habit of doing
0: it. Okay, yeah, so you hit it right there. It. You when you get habit. in the habit, right. get in the habit of doing the little bit of extra. So throughout my career in radio. I was always anal about doing the details right. And it took a little bit longer to do it. And the interesting thing about it was the cycle that it, that it created, it made everybody around me better. Because I would. that's not good enough. And if it's not good enough, make it good enough. It's not that much more work. You're talking an incremental extra effort to make it great versus average. Make it great. Everything, make it your best. And, I mean, I can't count the amount of times. So doing all the production stuff, I'd have guys that were doing all the disc jockey stuff. And when it came to doing some of their radio commercials, they just, it wasn't their priority. And I get it. They got a ton of other things on their plate. But when it came to this stuff, they didn't care. They didn't, And so I quit giving it to them to do and said, come in and I'll record you so that I can make sure it's at a level that you don't want to take the time to get it to. And it was all about the coaching. And it took what I figured out really fast was it was an efficiency. If you come into my studio and you record, it's off of your plate. You don't have to worry about it. You can go focus on the things that are the top you, shelf yeah. priority for you. You'll fix it. Yeah. I'll make sure that it's good. And the other thing was I'll make sure it's saved in my computer, that when the client wants a revision, I don't have to come find you and say, hey, did you did you save that those files? And I got all the time, uh, uh, no, you didn't save the file. So, But in in figuring out, look, here's my bar. Everything that I touch in my sphere, I want it to be to this bar. If I can control it, I'm going to control it. Now, if I can't control it, obviously I can't control it. But that was something that I made a decision when I very first took over as the production director at Citadel Communications in 2002. When it came to doing radio production, I'm going to find more than one right answer. takes effort, right? Take ownership of that, right? more than one right answer, and I wanna make that right answer as good as I can make it within the time that I was given to do it. And what happened was, you started getting better results because your product was better, you started building trust because you were getting success, and in that cycle, you start building a great reputation of being good at your craft. If you're good at your craft, the money, the respect, all of that stuff, it comes, but it's like planting seeds. Dog's hungry. And sometimes when you plant those seeds, it does not you don't get a harvest right away. Give it time. The process is what the process is. If you shortcut it, you will not reap the same benefits. That's it. And the dog's
1: going to town. Sometimes the dogs need to eat. This is what's wrong when you have a studio... Jeez. Right next to where yeah. the dog eats. Yeah, that's
0: it's not welcome. Like well, you know what? You know, but not a lot of these a lot of podcasts don't have a studio dog. We, I will say this. I've listened to some podcasts. This audio mm-hmm. is pretty, even with a dog eating that's like three feet away, Yeah, still better than some of the podcasts I've heard that are legit podcasts. And I
1: think it's part of it. I mean, when we get uh, maybe a little bigger video set up, we'll get a, well, maybe we can get a Mia cam.
0: A Mia can. Where
1: everybody can kind of see what she's doing. In the, I mean, because I think when, as we grow, we get to a bigger studio. And the Mia local mo- And, like, she'll be in that studio. I think we just bring her, and we bring her water bowl and her food bowl so she can eat and drink periodically.
0: Do you have like, a GoPro on her? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. She'd have music. And dun, 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 dun.
1: She, did, she did. She looked good. She did go to the salon today. She had her nails done. She the got in the bath. She got brushed out. You
0: look good. She, Can't she really looks- brought.
1: She, she's a... Boxer, so she, she doesn't get really real brushed or it but they get brushed anyways. But she, uh so she's uh she's feeling good today. That's okay. why she's eating so much; is she feels really good about it.
0: Well, I like that.
1: I think that going back to the ownership thing, and that it's, I try all the time with adults, right? Mm. And and I get it, like, but you can start with your kids. It mean, is a big part of it. Right. My kid doesn't get in the car if he doesn't takes the shopping cart back. If I watch him walk past, uh, you know, another shopping cart that's out. I will literally wait till he gets back to the car and I will tell him to get out of the car, go back and put that other card away. And he maybe once in his life ever said, Why? You know, that's not my card. Um, I'm just like, Oh boy. That answer. was a bad choice. And he never did it again. But now right. he knows, like, he'll shake his head. He's like, uh, Yeah, I should have grabbed that. So you can make those, those, you know, changes, I think, with the kids. You know, we tried to do it with, it was, I had an interesting conversation. So I'll go right into like this, this literally I was. Chomping to get to this. Recording. This is
0: the wait. Hold on, the real story with oh, Trevor Brown. That's bum good. Bum that's bum good. Bum.
1: Yeah, that's good. I. This this drove me. She's gonna drink and she's this gonna, gonna be drink. Fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she and then did. she'll be done for a while. I think. Yeah, well, okay. Maybe I, we, I should, want, we should. I don't want you with this. That yeah, time.
0: that's a good idea. Me, good idea. Good idea, Mia. Yeah. I'm not going to get it all over that. Yeah, place I can't. Like that. That
1: yeah, I'll is... get red wine
0: all over my shirt. Hey, can you hear this right here? It sounds like I'm in a tunnel. Mm-hmm. I'm really not. But you know that you can do a good Chewbacca if you have a glass? Chewbacca's yeah, you will.
1: Cool. So with the video, I think that's going to really make it. Okay, I think she's done. So. Going back, this 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 is something that literally got me completely fired up, but I think proved my point. It was almost like it was supposed to happen the week that we record this this recording for Extreme Ownership. So I have a customer that uh, bought product, or I, not my customer, let's say a, a person, a human called me. A human being called A human you. being called me on the phone. And? They were not my customer. They were someone else's customer. They bought from my competitor, and they had got pricing from me, but we were a little bit more. hmm So they went with somebody else. Mm. Um, they end up calling me up and they said, Hey, there's this part we need and uh, to install the floors on this on this job. And um our vendor that we went to did not have that. And now they're telling us it's gonna take two weeks and we want to pour on Thursday.
0: That's and longer like, than two
1: weeks. Is there any way you can help us out? We know we didn't buy from you, we're sorry. Uh we learned our lesson, you know. Obviously we'll buy from you next time, blah, blah, blah. Um very easy. I mean, obviously, you can't go on and get your hackles up and kind of be like, you know, no, screw, screw you, bro. You didn't buy from me. You You're a your bro. Fuck off. Yeah. Good luck. Have Joker. a nice
0: day. So Put no. your shopping cart back next time <laughs> to a face. It,
1: it was like I wanted to go there, and then it was like, you know, no, but there was because I got gotten the habit of always picking up somebody else's shopping cart, mm-hmm. you know, picking up and doing somebody else's, you know, job that way. They had a... uh the little nose dab there. You're right. Yeah, you're you good? Good. This this is, I was
0: gonna say you're about to start start getting oh real God. emotional. This is, you know what? This is this is how real we get. Yeah, I'm he's big he's, emotional teddy bear. Yeah, you need a hug? I'll i give you, We can I, do it later. Yeah, I'll do it later because I if I try and get out of this, yeah, I'll knock course, something over. And course.
1: Course. <laughs> so I, you know, I literally I say all right. Let me let me make a few calls. I can probably make this happen. They're like, are you? If you can, you will literally save the day. I said, okay. You put so, on some, like, tights and a cape. Yeah. Here I come
0: to save the day.
1: So I make, you know, I do what I do. I start making phone calls, and I get on the phone, and I call my guy. You know, this this customer's up in kind of down the middle of nowhere in North Idaho. Mm. So I called my nearest distributor, and I said, hey, do you have any of these parts? And they're like, we do, uh, but we've already sent them out to a job site. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, "Are they? when are they pouring? Are they pouring tomorrow, or are they pouring in the next couple days? Um, I said let me, you know, cuz we can mm-hmm. I can replace them. basically. I have the product in Calgary. I can send them to you and then you can give the ones you have at this job site to this person and and uh, So you can you say know.
0: here comes the Calgary. Yeah.
1: Oh the Calgary. I like yeah, you get that. Sounds right. so so good. God, damn smart. So they they literally are like, "Oh, okay, okay, okay. We can, you know, we can do that.
0: We can do that." Problem solving 101. Yeah,
1: you know. And so we we go and they they you know, I get a call, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so the next thing you know, they call them and the customers, or, you know, customer calls me now. They're the human, not customer yet. Right. They call and she's like, hey, I just want to tell you, I really appreciate your effort, you know, but it sounds like we can't do it. And I'm like, well, what? Says who? Says who? Why can't we do it? And like, well, somebody called from your supplier and said that it wasn't going to be able to, to happen. So I'm like, okay, He's well they should have called let me call him back. So I call him. I'm like, who'd you talk to? And she tells me, I'm like, don't know that person. So I call back, talk to the owner of the company. I'm like, who's this? Like, oh, well, that's basically a guy that was supposed to do his job. Whoops. Hands it off to some other person in that in the building that mm-hmm. didn't know what they were doing and basically kind of told them what to do, but they called and the person said, No, 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 we you know, we don't have this blah blah blah. Right. So she calls, takes upon herself to call the customer, tell them that it doesn't work, that we don't have it, right? So oh. she it, easy. Now she's done. She did her job. Yep. Good she's job. Out, right? Good job. There she is. No, owner, no yep. ownership in it. She's just like, good. Okay. I did what I was supposed to do, which was look for the product. It wasn't there. And then I said, no, that was it. I'm yep. done. So I end up calling them back. I said, hold on, let me double check that. I call back. I find out. I'm like, okay, that's. Not true. This is where the, the job is, and this person needs to do it because that's their job. I need them to do their job as an outside salesman. You need to call your customer back and find out for me or give me their number at all. You call need them. to
0: quit hitting the table because you're making oh. my camera bounce You're making out. it Sorry. bounce. Yeah, I Listen, that. I don't want to have bouncy face on this podcast anymore. Uh, anyway, cool. so
1: anyway, so that person didn't do their job, right? right? So now I'm back in action again. I go back, I make the person do their job. Person comes comes back to me and says, Okay, we're gonna, you know, now we're gonna do this this way, blah 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 mm-hmm. blah. Sooner or later, they're fine. They're like, Well, we don't know what to do because I just called my supplier. My supplier says that they're two weeks out. I said, Well, I'm also your supplier and I'm saying it's three days away and I will make sure that it's there in three days if you can just get it done. Okay, I mean, literally, like they took. Three, four runs at this to try to like make sure that it didn't happen. Like that, that it didn't that they could just get this off of their plate. And I get it because it wasn't going to be easy. We were going to have to do. We were gonna have to issue POs, and we were going to have to you know basically go to a, a job site, take things off of a job site, and then replace them. And they were going to have to make some calls to their customers. They didn't want to do the little extra work to make it happen for somebody else.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's been that was that was awesome just now. Yeah, thanks.
0: That was like like a like a dab, but only like a
1: cough dab. So if we do it like in yeah in the video, you could edit it out and no, make I it want look to, cool.
0: I want to highlight it. I know when you saying. do it, it'd be like,
1: <laughs> like the lightning. Yeah. I like it. Like Thor's I'm cough battling in this illness, and it's got a, I've got a little cough and a little runny nose. The illness, but you know who you sound like, Sam Elliott. That's, that's right, me You sound like a man on a mission, help how many episodes you think we can do where we bring up Sam Elliott? Every single one. I think so. Beef. Yeah. It's what's for dinner.
0: That's right, me who <sighs>
1: You're, good. You're good, Sam Elliott.
0: I love Sam Elliott. He's my spirit animal. <sighs> I'm trying to grow my hair out like his. I saw that. You run your hands through it, all mm. sexy-like.
1: Yeah, it's something I'm working on, especially tonight because it's just really kind of falling
0: in my face tonight. You so. know what, though? I think it's hot. I mean, if I was a single chick, I'd be like, Hey there, sexy man. Mm, you look smart good. with your that's glasses and your long hair. That is good to know. And your salt and pepper beard. Mm. Are you George Clooney's brother, the <gasps> fatter, <laughs> younger one?
1: I was feeling <laughs> really good right up to that part. <laughs> right to that part.
0: Not You're not new. that much fatter than George Clooney. Not much. Fifty pounds. He he's, minimum. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm sure a lot of that's CGI stuff, anyways. Yeah. yeah. I bet you see him in person. He looks just like me. Probably. I still have CGI.
0: Mm-mm. I Not had CGI yet.
1: once. Not yet. Yeah, has it? A... <laughs> I like CGI Fridays.
0: Thank God for penicillin. CGI would be yeah. mother.
1: <laughs> Whoa we just did that at the same We're time. Good.
0: We're getting good at this. Man, we are getting good. Welcome to the jungle.
1: <laughs> so I think that basically kind of wraps up what I was saying with my job. I find we got it done, right? Customer gets taken care of. They swear mm-hmm. that you know I think we probably did earn a customer out of it. But it all came all came down to like somebody. I mean, it was in one situation in one day. I had at least three different people that somehow tried to shuck their job and just be like,
0: "Uh, "Yeah, I'm not gonna." I have a philosophy. I have a philosophy on this. I think it's it is rampant in our educational system. I think it's getting better, but here's my thought. And this comes out of a study that was done. So I'm a big-time nerd, and anybody that's ever worked with me on creative stuff, you will hear me say the phrase, find the second right answer. Anybody that's ever worked with me for a significant amount of time, like a month, I'll say that. Find the second right answer. Find the second right answer. So here's where that came from, right? So the study was done with a classroom of kindergartners and a classroom of seniors in high school. So the first test classroom, kindergartners. And the guy goes up on the whiteboard and he draws a, a and he draws a thing on the board, and he says, "What is that?" And the answers were flowing. That's a that's a dot. It's a period. That's a that's a universe. It's a planet. It's a squashed marble. It's a bug. It's a... these kids just went crazy. He had to shut them up. Right? Does the same exact thing in a high school classroom with a bunch of seniors. Hey. Okay, what is this, right? And the kids all look at it, their mouths open a little bit. The kid raises his hand. He's like, that's a period. And the guy goes, correct. And they all stop. Yeah. The kindergartners was like hands-up bonanza. It was a hands-up-orama. They were, like, energized by right answer. I know I got Rama well, Energized.
1: Yeah. 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 You got But here's yeah. the thing,
0: man. There's always more than one right answer on stuff like that. That's the beauty of creativity, right?
1: And we know, we know that kids have that, right?
0: Oh, and we beat be so out we of have
1: them. To do, what we have to do is how do we re Blech. reinstitute that into people opening their minds later on, you right? You gotta
0: teach them how to think.
1: It's just they don't they don't get it. Like they're I, and I I don't know if it's I, I will say this. I think a lot of what we run into is a Cut, it's more of a CYA, it's a cover your ass the, mentality, exactly right? What it is, like I didn't do it, so I don't have to fix it, kind of deal. Not my problem, it's your problem, kind of deal. Like it's a finger pointing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not, you know, the guy that did it, so I'm not the. Yeah, I mean, that kind of
0: situation. But I want the credit if it's done right. That's yeah. that's the 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 duality of this that I have a problem with. You'll take all the credit in the world when it's right, but but. There's a lack of ownership when it needs to be improved. And here's the thing, and I get after my kids on this a lot. It is not that you're 100% right or wrong. I mean, let me start that over. It's not that, see, I screwed it up. There there you go. Go. Take two. It's not that you are completely wrong. You've got a bunch of it right. But here's the deal it's not perfect, and that's okay. But how close can you get it, right? You've got all of this stuff that's right, and you've got a little bit that's off. Right, so if you've got the trajectory of something, and you're shooting for, so golf, let's say for example, right, and you're a degree closed on your club face, not that big of a deal if you're putting, right. It's a big deal when you're hitting a 300 yard drive, like I do a lot. Right. Or, yeah, so mostly. I mean, mostly the down the middle. Right. By the way, you're never With getting your that driver way. back. Yeah, I figured. I've been killing that driver. Yeah. I somebody me. can. Well, that's what I do. Definitely not. You know yeah. what I did? I found the second right answer. His name's
1: Jody. Boom. Boom. Kept looking for right answers. I like it.
0: Anyway, I tell, and I, again, I, I, I love mentoring people. I love teaching kids to get them to think and to be creative in their approach. What doesn't work? Well, why doesn't it work? What's your why? Figure out the why behind it. If you can identify why something works, you can identify why it's not going to work. Right? If I know how a motor works, in an engine like an engine in a car. If I know how that works when it's not working, I can dissect the causes of why it's not working. If right. your car's not going to start, okay, what are the things that have to work right in order for your car to start?
1: Reverse engineering. You know what yeah. how it works. Reverse back to where it's not working. Yeah. Right. Figure it out and go dude, back, I can't, back into that.
0: I can't even tell you how many times I've been the hero of the day over some kind of just a simple put a little bit of time into it. And figure it out. It's just a puzzle. That's all it is. Figure out the puzzle. Why don't people feel that challenge? Why
1: don't people want that challenge?
0: I, You know, some of it I think is a little bit of wiring. Some of it I think is, frankly, a lazy culture. I think we're a lazy culture. I do. O- overall. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and you look at, we're such an immediate gratification. And this isn't knocking on, like, millennials get a really bad rap. Yeah, I, agree. I, I think they really do. Here's
1: my here's my two. I cents. started on the bagging millennial millennials, train, gonna, and then I'm kind of back into. I'm going to pay like, you maybe a maybe huge
0: not. compliment. Millennials have a very very small bullshit threshold, and they look at something. But here's the thing about millennials: they don't have respect of the big picture. They're looking at a little picture. You don't see the whole perspective, so your perspective defines your reality. So you're not gonna put the time in because you don't see an immediate benefit. You're actually correct. However, that's not how the game works. You can't go plant an apple seed and expect to have apples the next year because that's not how it works. Millennials are passionate. Millennials are fired up about changing the world and about great causes. There's a chunk of them that are not patient. And some of that is actually a good thing
1: Right, it's what drives them to, Absolutely. to do that so stuff.
0: I have, <clears throat> speaking of apples. Mm. Segway. Segway, 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 segway. Oh. This, I want to tell you a story. Once upon a time, there was a little boy named Jody. And when he was born, his grandfather gave his dad a maple tree. A little tiny maple tree that he brought over from the East Coast. In Connecticut, when they lived in Connecticut. And he went back over and got one because he loved these trees in this area. Anyway, so at my dad's house, there is a 43-year-old maple tree, and it's humongous. And I always thought it was really cool. We built a tree house in it, and just cool memories, right? And I go over there now, and I'm like, holy smokes, that's a big tree. Like me and my brother and my dad holding our hands out. I can't get around the trunk. It's gigantic. It's a big uh, silver maple, right? So I made it a deal at my house to plant a tree in my yard for every kid. So I got Mm -hmm. two autumn blaze maples for my... My Jalen and my Logan. And then for my Jessly bug, I planted an apple tree. This is cider from Jessly's apple tree. Mm -hmm. So I made real cider, right? I got a, here, open that up. I've got a a little apple grinder, right? It's not going to pop, right? I got a little apple grinder, and then it grinds it up into, like, pulp stuff, and then you press it with a, a press, and it just comes out. It's like making out with an apple.
1: If I die from this, it's on camera. It's video and audio, just so we know. Is
0: it involuntary manslaughter?
1: So probably. You drank. Unless I can prove that you made this spe- specifically to kill me.
0: Man, I did put some arsenic in it. But it's good. Arsenic's delicious. It's like making out with an apple, isn't it?
1: it tastes exactly like an apple, isn't it? It's not like a cider, cider where it's got no. all the sugary flavor and it, the cinnamon. It is stuff. like,
0: and, it, and somebody asked me, "Is it apple juice?" I'm like, "No, it's apple cider." If it's Tangy and Brown, you're in Cider Town, baby.
1: Mm. Mm, I like that. Oh, yeah. This, this is like our first sponsor. We should have like a label on here. That's we should. like They're you know, only like, this 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 broadcast, this podcast is brought to you by Jody's, Jody's cider. Insider.
0: That's not That's inappropriate. Oh, I said Jody's Cider, didn't I? No, you said something different. Isn't that good to get it inside you, though?
1: Jody's Insider, yeah. I like yep. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah if by February 24th of 2020, I think we're good to go. Yeah, and that that's, it literally tastes just like that. an apple. Yeah. It's just like apple,
0: it's like apple juice. Or so my cider. kids. So we spent like four hours on Saturday making apple cider, and my kids are like, "Put Boo. some fireball in this." That, oh, dude, then you're talking. <laughs> I'm actually gonna go get me a—they uh, call it a carboy—is that right? I'm new to this making hard cider stuff. I'm gonna make some hard cider because I've got like, I've got like good a shit. gallon and a half of this in my fridge that I'm gonna put in a little deal and make. make yeah,
1: this you, up. Threw some, uh, you threw some, you
0: threw some little little fireball in
1: there. Be delicious. Oh
0: yeah. All right, so we're wrapping up. We're getting to the end of this. So here's the deal. Um, kind of recycle the nuggets of our podcast for today. This is today we're talking about ownership. Ownership in. The, the business place, the anywhere you are, it all comes back down to one thing. Be the solution. Yeah. I just read your arm. I know that was awesome. But that's it. Take responsibility for the sphere that you're in, right? I will we'll talk about proximity on another podcast. I will talk your ear off about the the idea of proximity and how it defines your perspective and your reality. And it is fascinating to get into the just the big picture of that but take responsibility take ownership for for the world that you live in man everything around you i not mean just you i mean it's what yeah. you around you and and when you pull on a string it goes somewhere else the little things that you do you know i, I talk a bunch about not to get churchy on you but i talk a bunch about you know preaching like Preach the gospel. But I love this idea. And the gospel is like just good news, right? So preach the good news. Don't tell me about the good news. Show me. So preach, but use words if necessary. And the whole point of it is you speak with your actions and what you choose to do. And at the end of the day, that's it. You get the choice of how you are going to respond to a given situation. If it's garbage on the ground, pick it up and throw it away. Walk by it. If you want to walk by it, walk by it. But that same guy's the one bitching that there's garbage on the ground somewhere else. How come nobody picks that up? It's Absolutely. the same guy. Absolutely. And I don't know why it's always a guy. Because honestly, women, you're better at this than us men. I will give you credit. Women, you're awesome.
1: That's well played. I do like burn t- turn that in. Yeah, I think. And the one thing I will we'll go back to the 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 book "Extreme Ownership" from Jocko Wellnick, Leaf Babbin. That one of the the. Quotes that I wrote down that I think is the same thing as because you're talking about preaching and stuff. Mm. It says it's not what you preach; it's what you'll tolerate.
0: Right? Ooh, that's good, man. So
1: that talks about your surroundings, right? right. It's not. It's not about what you say you're going to do, what you want to do, what you're going to anything. It's like what do you tolerate in your direct surroundings? Like, mm-hmm. do you, you know, do you go in the grocery store and walk past that that cart that's sitting there that you should probably grab, even if you're just going to be half-assed and throw it in the the cart? bin or whatever. Or are you gonna take it all the way in? Are you gonna go in, you know, and this was something we talked about and I, I think we touched on maybe maybe in the previous but the whole piss droplets thing. Same same deal. Are you mm-hmm. the kind of person that goes in and goes into a bathroom and if those if it's not you know the, the bathroom's dirty, if there's whether it be piss droplets on the seat, do you wipe it down, throw it away and then and then wash hands or do you you know if you look at the sink and there's there's tissue, you know, or right. the 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 paper towels that are wadded up and not thrown in the trash. Do you pick those up and throw them in the trash? You know, like they're not yours, but did you do it? You know, and and are you, you know, are you that type of person? Because that's the kind of thing where you, you know, that's the thing you do when that people aren't looking. Mm-hmm. That's what you'll tolerate. What will you tolerate yeah. when people aren't looking even is is probably a bigger question. Like if you don't have to dance, you know, someone didn't see you do that or walk past it. Or are you picking it up and doing it? You know, and I mean, there's a great story about Andy Frazella, who's a guy I follow. And his podcast is awesome and called the MF CEO. He's the motherfucking CEO. And he mm-hmm. he's he's a little bit rough for some people. Says fuck a lot more than I do. Even. A lot more than <laughs> you. But he's awesome.
0: He, he's like, I don't even think he gets 10 seconds in.
1: Oh no! It's right. At, well, it's right son, at the beginning. It's the name of the podcast. He's well, the, and yeah, I am true. the motherfucking yeah. CEO. That's what he says. Yeah, he does so the entry. So he's he awesome. But he he tells a story where he went in and one of his top producing sales guys, right, guy mm-hmm. that usually gets babied, you know, would get let off for stupid little shit. He went into the executive bathroom behind this guy. There are piss droplets on the seat, and he came back out and grabbed <laughs> the guy. He's like, "Hey, what you know? What the fuck happened here?" And he goes, "Hey, I didn't do that. I didn't even use the bat. You know, I mean." I didn't piss on the seat. That wasn't me. I was there when I got there. He goes, well, you saw the piss on the seat? And he's like, yeah. And he goes, you're fired. Pack your shit and get out of here. He fired him for that? And the guy's like, what? you know, and like it rocked the whole floor, right? I mean, and he talks about it on one of his podcasts because it actually happened right before one of his podcasts. And so they were still kind of fired up about, you know, and emotional about it when oh, they yeah? got on the podcast. And some of the guys were like, do you want to talk about what just happened? And it turned into a great, one of my favorite podcasts of all of his podcasts, you know, hundreds of podcasts. He's yeah. it's one of my favorites. And it was completely emotional and, mm-hmm. and and topical because it just happened but it drove home that point of ownership and, yeah. and doing your job and doing it and doing other people like he that guy literally looked him in the eye and was like i, I didn't piss on the seat so i'm not going to clean it up right really And he's like that's not the kind of fucker i want working for but, me. but that's, that's it what he said i don't that, want that guy in my company that's I the want culture. A company full of people that pick up that shit. and, and this is
0: this is getting into a totally different sidebar that idea that, like the whole idea of discrimination, like I get the idea of discrimination. Right. However, if I am the if I am the CEO of the company, I choose the culture that I want to create, and you may or may not fit. And it may be something, what you think it is, and it might not be. It might be because you're not picking up and cleaning the piss droplets off of the thing. It doesn't matter if you're black or white or gay or identify as a tree. It doesn't matter. Right. If you don't fit the culture of what I'm trying to create, you don't fit the culture of what I'm trying to create. It is not about what you might think it may be about. Sometimes it is, and I don't think that's right. But there's other times where I think good people get penalized because they're like, no, that's not why I let that guy go. He just didn't fit. Right. That's not why I didn't hire that girl. She just she was very, very qualified, except she didn't fit the culture of what I'm trying to build. And there's all kinds of studies that go along with that that, I mean... They back all that stuff up. But at the end of the day, I want to surround myself with people that will do that stuff. Because if you get that and build that into the culture, and I think piss droplets on a toilet seat's gross. Nobody wants to deal with it. But the funny thing is, man, I'm the guy, I'm the guy that whoop, yep. wipes it down.
1: I do it. I do it, and I'm I the guy them, that, I that straightens my the, if I ever, the my, toilet.
0: I'm the guy yeah. that like
1: that's just I put the... the seat down. I don't do like I mean, it's, I, I tell these boys in here. You know, I mean, my, my son's 14 years old, mm. and I've coached him for you know a lot of years, and a lot of these boys that hang out here, kids have played for me, and they're 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 you know now all high school football players, and they come over here and they party and hang out and play Fortnite or whatever in the, mm-hmm. in the other room, and I tell them you know there's a bathroom right off of that room, and I say if I find any piss on the floor, or any dirty, like if that bathroom should not look like there was five teenage boys in there, you know, taking pisses in there. I, I don't want to see it. And and it's, you have to, like, that's what but you they, drive home, they, right? And they'll do they that as adults. They respond I promise you they will act like if that.
0: If you so give I'm somebody sorry. a fence, if you give somebody a guardrail, they're going to respect it. Right. If you don't, obviously there's nothing for them to respect and then they're Lord of the Flies. But communicate that stuff I mean as as I'm um, parents as bosses as coaches as co-workers like I love that what what are you going to tolerate right in in my life hey man this is where my bar is this is the the good work this is the bar I want it to be this good not just because my name's on it yeah my name's on it and I want to take pride in it but because it should be done right it should be done well if you're gonna do it do it well, take ownership of the, of the stuff that runs across your plate. If it enters your sphere of influence, influence it with intention and make it better than you found it.
1: This is a, a straight quote from the book that I think is good to kind of end on here. And he says, leaders must always operate with the understanding that they are part of something greater than themselves mm. and their own personal interests. Mm. Preach it. It's literally like you know. I mean, that's what we're trying to say here. Take that ownership. Lead by example. Be you know. Be understanding and and take you know that you're you aren't the biggest thing in the room, right? You're not the yeah. biggest thing in the world. You're not everything. You need to. But sure we're the biggest thing in the room. We are here. Here, but that's Texas. that's but our a, sphere. You know, grand scheme of things. When you take ownership in something, you got to remember
0: it's not about you and your your personal interest. It's about making this the world a better place. So I think personally the greatest generation of Americans in recent history, they are ending their lives. The World War II generation. Yep. So there's there's been a couple people that have done this, but one in particular where they went around and they were just doing kind of a study slash book. And they went around and asked a whole bunch of people that are that era, that World War II generation. I said, what are the nuggets of life? Here you are in the last chapter. There's something you could put onto an index card and hand to the next generation that you have learned that you not really regret, but that that you look back and go, man, I missed this. I wish I would have gotten this right. That's it. It is do something, invest in something bigger than you, and take risks. Have the courage to step out of your comfort zone for the right reasons and to invest in something bigger than you. You can call it a legacy. You can call it whatever you want. At the end of the day, your life ends. What's left? Right? Big picture. They're not gonna, they're not gonna look back and go, Well, you know what? Trevor sold a whole bunch of them concrete things. They're gonna look back and look at the character of the dude, right? When your grandkids are telling yeah, stories, when you teach yeah. Teach your kids what you left them behind. And that—that that to me, I mean, it's bigger than a marketing and sales podcast topic. That's life, and it and it invades, right? It—it it intertwines all that stuff. The character of who you are outside of your workplace, it, that stuff comes out, and when life squeezes, it shows what it really is. Mm-hmm. What is your character? And if you take ownership of the, of the stuff that's the rough, rough edges of your character, when you listen to somebody and humble yourself and say, yeah, you know what? I didn't. I'd be curious. The dude that got fired, I'd be curious to go talk to him. Yeah. Because I think at, certain, at a certain point in that guy's life, he's going to look at it and go, oh, oh, I get it. He tolerated
1: piss yeah. droplets on the seat. He, he showed what, his, his, he, what, what you
0: will tolerate. That's not my show job. Your that's not my job. Period. I don't ever say that. I hate that phrase. All right, that's all I got. I'm all fired up now. I'm passionate. I want to go change the world. I like it. I have a I have a football game on Saturday. I hope we win. I Hope you don't break a break a <sighs> another clipboard
1: board and yell at kids. But Matt, yeah, you might. I told him <laughs> this is man. the
0: illustration I gave him. I said, "Listen, I love you guys. I love you guys. I love you guys. I am a passionate, fiery dude." You guys ever been on the freeway and your parents are driving on the freeway and your parents kind of get out of their lane and it goes yeah 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 and it does that little vibration strip and they're like yeah and i'm like i am your vibration strip when you are not running your route when you are not in position when you get when you let somebody get behind you i am the i am the vibration strip of your football career going yeah 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 wow that and That's reliable.
1: probably a whole podcast in itself, just the vibration strip being the vibration strip.
0: Whoever came up with that
1: was brilliant.
0: Smart.
1: So episode four will be coming up. Right after episode three, which was this one. We are going to stick into numerical.
0: Uh, yeah. Order. Yeah. I love it. What's our next topic?
1: Our next topic is going to be hard workers, Kit Luckier.
0: Oh. Because
1: I love the quote that says, I don't know who said. I don't know who gave credit to, but the harder I work, the luckier I get.
0: Was it the Lucky Charms guy? It might have been. Can
1: you do that for me in that voice, uh, please?
0: Hello. What's he always say? I can't remember. His...
1: Oh, me Lucky me, Charms.
0: Me Lucky Charms. Yeah, I'd like to hear. Harder say... workers get more luckier. There you go. Well, I don't that think that's pretty... grammatically correct, no, but that's but okay. He's never grammatically. Correct. No, he's a leprechaun. They don't. They're not restricted by grammar. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> they so can, I... They have gold, a lot of it. <laughs>
1: I think, too, we may, um, this may be our first uh, guest podcast, I think. Oh. Might be a good one. Is this your brother? Yeah. Is he lucky? He is the master of just working hard. And, like, I mean, this, like, literally, he he had no business graduating from high school. Mm, like I've I heard mean, this he, story. Yeah. He just, I mean, we begged and pleaded to teachers to get him through just so my mom wouldn't lose her mind. <laughs> he was not a student. Uh, he didn't like it. He came out of school, and now he is extremely successful, and mm-hmm. he's been successful in several different businesses. And I think he'll tell you flat out every single one of them is he just has a better work ethic than anybody else, and he works harder. And people will say over and over, "Oh my yeah. God, your brother—he's so lucky!" You know, he—I heard he had that gym, and this went well, and I heard he—you know—had that business, and it went well. And I heard now he's a real estate agent, and he's doing well. And and I mean, he's in an industry now. I mean, he's very—he's doing very well in real estate that he started late in life. Mm-hmm. And he has some very funny stories that we'll probably have him talk about where he he basically just sits down and tells people, you know, older agents. They're like, how are you doing what you're doing? And he basically starts telling them all the works he's doing. And they're just like, oh, never mind. You know, they all want a magic pill, right? They want that that silver bullet. So I think it's interesting to me. Like, I mean, um, you know, I I've. You know, I th- I see myself as somebody who's just. I mean, I haven't been given anything. I didn't mm-hmm. fall into anything. I wasn't lucky. In Other than your stunning perform. good looks, yeah, I got lucky there. Yeah, uh, you know, you can't a really, lot of you luck can't make this, but no, it's uh, you know, I haven't been able to. You know, I've worked for everything. Whether it be sports, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not a, a great athlete. I was able to play because I I worked hard and and you know, and I'll I give I, you credit I think for that. You know, and it, I mean, it's mm-hmm. just it's never. I've never felt like in anything in my life where I've ever been. Uh, Just like, oh, I was just born to be this, right? Mm -hmm. I think everything I've done, I've worked at. I think that this podcast is something that that we've wanted. and You worked on me for like two years. Right, yeah.
0: This is going to be great. We're going to do it. You're going to do it. We're going to do it together. It's going to happen. And I think you just
1: have to work, work, work. And I think it's work ethic. So anyway, so episode four is going to be...
0: Work, uh, work, 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 work. That's work, 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 work. You I don't sound, even know how the
1: sounds just like her. What's
0: mm. mm. up, girlfriends?
1: We could probably try to sample that in.
0: Work, until work, we get stopped. work, work, work. Yeah.
1: So we'll uh yeah. We'll uh we'll be hitting on that next uh in, in the next episode. And like I said, I'll, we'll see if I can uh, I know my brother's been uh chomping to get in here and get on the microphone and ask. He just how wants to be going. famous. Yeah, he does. He wants to be famous. Does he have a beard? It. He couldn't grow a beard if his life depended on, like a gun to his head. He could not grow a beard. There's more no guy. No way.
0: Even if he worked at it.
1: I, I don't. think. oh. he couldn't mm. work hard. That's, maybe we maybe should
0: th- mess with him. That's
1: what we'll ask him. We're like, oh, so you work really hard? You work right? hard. Why don't Once. you work
0: on that pathetic beard? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Tell you what, if you're such a hard worker, you're come, so lucky. Come back here in a month with a beard. Yeah. Come back, a beard. Us, mm. come back with a beard. Because we have
0: beards. Come back with a beard, bro. See that right there?
1: Yeah. Come back with one of these.
0: Yeah, I work hard on that every day.
1: Yeah. I'm working on it right now. Oh. Yeah. Uh, man, I'm exhausted. That's all I got. Anyway, that's where we're going at for number four. And four is my lucky number, so. It is. That's all. Cheers. Cheers bye.